0: Well, bless the Lord, Saints of God. Greetings on this Sunday, October the 3rd, 2021, Triple C Podcast. Tony, uh, greeting you with divine love this morning. Uh, it's truly a blessed day, first Sunday in October 2021. Let's open with a word of prayer. Master, we thank you once again for another opportunity to podcast. We thank you for this awesome time to get into the Word, share some things, prayerfully receive some things, prayerfully be a blessing to some people who will have the ability to to download, listen to it, hopefully receive some great, great biblical nuggets. And then share it with somebody, God. This is our desire, as I would often say, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. My Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And bless everybody that will be able to listen to this word, dear God. We thank you for this opportunity now. May you get the glory, the praise, and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. This morning, I tell you, a million things oftentimes runs through the minds of a preacher. And you never know unless it's prescripted. And sometimes it's been asked, well, where does it come from? And I like to say you've heard me say hot off the wire. Uh, and, and what that means is, is that uh, sometimes I, I don't know what I would share, but I believe that God has given us this fruit, this food, so that we, the spirit man inside of you, can be nourished to be able to do what needs to be done in the day in which God would have you to do it. So this morning we 're going to listen to James. James is our author in the New Testament, and we 're going to look at James chapter one, little lengthy for verses, but I believe it has some biblical precedence and meaning to it. So James chapter one, verse number two, then we 're going to jump down to twelve through twenty four i 'm going to read it, but then i 'll paraphrase the majority of it so for the sake of time, so James. He's a servant of God of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But he was writing to the 12 tribes uh, that were scattered abroad. This is what he said. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into divers temptations. Jumping down to verse 12. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life. Which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren... Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will he beget he us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any man be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. Last verse for today. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. May God bless us all, the readers, listeners, hearers, and doers of his most holy word. This Sunday's podcast is titled, Don't Let Temptation Win. As I read verse number two, and 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 it throws me, it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations. Now, I'm going to paraphrase quite a bit from the Amplified Version because it gives a little bit clearer plain text about what we're trying to say and what we're reading in the scripture. He talks about it. He said, Consider it wholly joyful, my brethren, whenever you are enveloped and or encounter trials of any sort or fall into various temptations. And here's the question some would say, Preacher, how can I have joy when I'm going through? You've heard us say the song, and David said it. Yea, though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The joy that we talk about biblically is a joy that the old Dr. Watts saints would say. It's a joy that only God, capital G, can give you that the world can never give you, nor will ever give you, because the devil right now is still titled the God lowercase g of this world. That's why you've heard us say, and I'll say this very vividly and very clearly, the world ain't your friend. And those that will walk by the wisdom of the world and not the wisdom of God's word, you will know that by the differentiation of what the fruit that they produce. You will say, I'm asking your question already. How do I know? By the fruit that they bear. It ain't what they say because most folk talk double tongued. The Bible talks about bitter water, sweet water coming from the same mouth. It happens. You've heard us say, man, you're talking out the side of your neck, meaning that you got, you're talking, but other things are coming out different. So we get that. So everybody, here's what I tell you, everybody, I believe, wants to be blessed. I, I find it hard to believe that in this day, if you have any church in you, that you don't want to be blessed. Now, I can't speak for nobody in the world. Uh, They're going to be up and down, in and out. They're going to be double-minded. They're going to be shaky. They're going to be jellybacks. They're going to be uh, cream puffs. They're going to be everything you can think of because they don't know how to be stable because they refuse to follow the teachings of God. For those of us that have opted to follow the teachings of God, I believe that we can safely say that we are becoming disciples of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I believe that one of the translations is this, a disciple is one who adheres to the teachings of God. And God is the word. Jesus is the word made flesh. The Holy Spirit, which is the third person of the Trinity, is the third person that came back to be with us until Jesus comes back again to get the church. Hopefully I'm helping somebody get a foundation already. So if we look at it and you say, well, preacher, you talk about it from a, a titleistic perspective. Don't let temptation win. But see, most preachers will tell you, well, you don't understand what I go through. Well, guess what? I'm not supposed to understand everything everybody go through because I, too, am human and I go through things myself. But I believe that God has a word. Now, in this chapter, you've heard us talk about it. This is not the point of the day, but it talks about a double-minded man being unstable in all of his or her ways. Let let not that man ask God of anything. We watch people on our jobs. We've even watched family members who seem to be inconsistent in their faith, inconsistent in their words, inconsistent in their belief. Now, I'm not trying to pick on anybody that's listening to the podcast today. But I believe that God would have us to reveal some things that we've been dealing with so that we can what? Get better. Amen. It's been said in the old cliche. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Making you stronger should make you better. Amen. Unless you one of them altar thieves. Meaning that you say you take it to the altar, but you take it back as soon as you turn away and walk away from God. Amen. In that regard. So here's the thing. There's a few things that God gave me, and I believe that it will put a little bit more nugget, amen, in your Portfolio of things you need to build up to become stronger as a Christian. The first thing is this if you want to be blessed, he talks about it being blessed and receiving at the end of our journey jewels and crowns. You're going to be rewarded. I'm kind of skipping a little further, then I'm going to come back. In, in, In the end of our life, when we go stand before where the rest of the world is going to be judged. Amen. For the penalty of their sins because they're unrepentant. We believers are going to receive the crown of life, jewels and rubies for the things that we do down here in the name of the Lord. Amen. So we talk about receiving the crown of life. If you endure temptation, he says it in this way. If you endure temptation, you shall receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. And that's us. So your ultimate goal is the prize is to be with Jesus. The second you want to receive your crowns and your jewels for just loving people through the love of God. Now I'm going somewhere. It's hard oftentimes to love people with the love of God because flesh oftentimes overrides our spirituality. And it gets in the way and blocks some of our blessings. But it also blocks you from doing what God would have you to do. I'm going somewhere. The first thing that God gave me this morning vividly and rapidly is this. In, in order to not let temptation win, you got to endure all the trickery from the devil. What does that mean? When you fall into diverse temptations, I'm not saying here's where the church fails in oftentimes. We, we think of lust and temptation. The first thing comes kind of to mind is sexual. There's all variations of lust and temptations. There's lust for greed. There's temptation for power. There's a lust to kill. There's a thirst to beat up on people. There's a a thirst to cuss out folk. There's a thirst to do all kinds of things. So let's get out of our minds and think. Every time some preacher talk about lust and temptation, you think about sexuality. That's not all about it. That is a part of it now. Don't get me wrong. But that's not the gist of where we're at today. It's a variation of temptations that the enemy wants to do what? To get you off target and stop you from seeing God in the midst of your situation. Here's one of the things I want to add about faith real quick. Faith in one of my translations is faith is you and I allowing God to come into our situation to do for you what you can't do for yourself. Hebrews in 11 and 1 says, And now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When you allow God to come into your house, you give God permission to have free reign. Now don't think, now we believe that God is everywhere. He is. But God won't force himself on everybody everywhere, if that makes sense. Because you have free will, just like the fallen angels. The Bible says the third of the angels fell from grace, fell from glory. Why? Because they chose to let temptation win by listening to the opposite voice who tried to mimic and get higher than God. Amen. Oh, the devil's got trickery. He's old sleuthfoot. He slides in. He's cunning. He's crafty. He knows how to get in and use subtle words and get you in to get you enticed. To get you enticed, not meaning sexually again, but it's enticing you to stop focusing on God and listen to some negativisms that the world will try to give you, so that you can pick, so you can pick political sides, or you can pick family sides. It's us against them. Hello, Holy Ghost. So the first thing is is endure all the trickery from the devil. That's what he said, verse twelve, and we're gonna move on. Blessed is the man that endured temptation. And let me move to the Amplified Version. It sounds a little bit clearer for everybody. Blessed, happy to be envied, is the man who is patient under trial and stands under temptation. For when he has stood the test and been approved, he will receive the victor's crown of life, which God had promised to those who love him. Amen. So you got to be able to endure all the trickery from the devil. The second thing God gave me, and this may offend some folk, but I hope it don't. Stop saying, God put this on me. He didn't. He doesn't. But as the scripture says this, and I'm going I'm to conclude the point. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted from God. For God is incapable of being tempted by what is evil. And he himself tempts no one. He uh, he allows things to enter into your path to do what? Distract you, tempt you, deceive you, bamboozle you, dupe you, oh, okie doke you. That's what happens. But what do we say? In the haste of our situation, oh, God, put this on me. No, let's be biblically real. The Bible just said it, James wrote it, Tony didn't. God does not tempt any man, nor is he tempted of evil. If that was the case, Jesus would have gave in to the devil when the devil took him up to the highest mountain and the highest pinnacle and tried to give him the keys to the earth in which God allowed him to have keys over right now. Hello, Holy Ghost. So let's stop saying God did it. In that negative way. God's not a negative God. God, not a God that will put sickness on you. God's not a God that's trying to kill your family. Even though the Bible says while we were yet sinners, Jesus died for us. For somebody that will sacrifice his life for you, why would he in the same breath try to tempt you to mess your mind up? Hello, Holy Ghost. I'm just saying. So when you think about that. So the second thing is stop saying God put this on me. God allows it to happen. The third thing is this, and this is where we're going to get down to the crux of the basis of this morning's podcast, and then we will get ready to finish out these few more points and close it out. We're jumping down to verse 19 now. Well, let me back up. Verse 14. This is what every man says. After reading 13, he says it this. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. And y'all know we're live. Amen. So I'm just doing what the Lord say do. Verse 14 says, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. The Amplified says it this way. But every person is tempted when he is drawn away, enticed, and baited by his own evil desire and lust and passions. Remember I said it, every lust and passion ain't sexual. You're drawn away because you're mad, you're angry. You, you have a situation, I'll give you a case in point and I'll move on. A case in point is, you get into a store altercation. You there, you so ticked off, you so mad, knowing you a gun carrier, whether you're licensed or unlicensed, you don't do anything in the store, you go get in the car, you drive away, and then you get angry, get mad enough to turn right around and come back and shoot somebody. That's a desire and a lust because you allow the rage of the devil and the enemy to get you so out of character that you will physically go shoot somebody over what? Oftentimes, it's minuscule what happened. Somebody said something to me. Somebody looked at me wrong. And then you take a life and now your life is messed up. Help me, Holy Ghost. So here's what the the scriptures and what God said to me. Here's the third thing you got to do. There's five things total. The first thing is endure all the trickery. The second thing is stop saying, God, put it on me. And the third thing is we got to do this. We got to listen more. Amen. Listen more. Here's what he said. So when you do this, when you realize all the lust of sin, the things that come, gifts come from God, we got that. But I'm going down to verse 19 to give you the last three points and we'll close. Verse 19 says it in the King James Version this way. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. What we need to do, listen more. We need to be swift to hear is what the scriptures say. And the amplifier says it this way. Understand this, my beloved brethren, let every man be quick to hear, a ready listener. Who are you listening to? You know, not only being Romans 8 and 14 led by the spirit of God, but you got to remember the spirit of God is a he. He's the third person of the Trinity. He's talking to you. But the question is, are you listening? See, there's a significant difference between hearing and listening. We hear a lot of things, but a lot of things I don't listen to. Example, people talking around me. If they ain't talking to me oftentimes, I've gotten pretty good at, amen, you're talking, but you ain't talking to me. So I'm blocking you out. I hear stuff around me, but if it ain't applicable to me, it don't apply to me. Amen. So hearing and listening, you tell your children, clean the room. They heard you, but you go back 30 minutes later, they ain't touched nothing. They heard you, but they weren't listening. When you listen, oftentimes you will pay attention. And if you pay attention, you will have an action, amen, to the request. Hopefully that makes sense to somebody. So we got to learn to listen more. Talk less. What do you mean? Be swift to hear, slow to speak. Every time somebody say something doesn't constitute you saying something back. Every time somebody say something, you've got to remember, you have an adversary who's not your friend. He's the devil. If he can slide in and tempt you to getting angry and getting mad, what? Those words will come Out of your mouth that you intentionally did not desire to say, but you got outside of your initial. Thought of not letting nothing trouble you today, not letting nobody bother you, not letting anybody get you out of character. You woke up, had a great morning, you looked at yourself, you said, Wow, look what God has created. He's created a blessing. You get ready, you get in your car, you thump your tunes, you're on your way to work. And as soon as you cross through the threshold of work, here comes the devil with some joker that comes into your path to say something stupid to get you out of character. A S A P. And if you're not careful your whole rest of your day will be off i know i'm talking to somebody this morning amen it happens and anytime anybody else coming to your path, the, the normal you, the normal smiling you, the normal joyful you, the normal you that's got pep in your step, you got bouncing your out. Now you look like you are sucking on a sour lemon. Don't let nobody talk to you. Don't come at me. Don't talk to me because I don't fool and feel like fooling with nobody right now. Amen. So we got to learn to listen more and talk less. And stop, here's the third thing, stop getting mad at everything. We live in a society where everybody's lawsuit crazy. We're living in such a day that as soon as you say something, we're ready to launch and go into a global war on people. And, and, and it's not easy. Don't, don't get me twisted. It's hard sometimes to just overlook a joker. It's hard sometimes to let foolishness things go over your head. It's hard sometimes when you see idiots and idiocracy happen right in before your very eyes. It's hard sometimes for the people that you're supposed to support on your job sometimes that they do things that just don't make common sense. Oh, hopefully, I'm hoping I'm talking to somebody in this regard. Let me move on and get ready to close the podcast. So here's how we strive not to let temptation win. He says, for the wrath of man, verse 20, for the wrath of man work is not the righteousness of God. So when you don't allow God to slow your speech, slow your anger and increase your listening, you have a tendency of working in the flesh. And the Bible just says it this way, for man's anger does not promote the righteousness of God, wishes and requires. So when you operate in the flesh, you find at that point, you step out from under the umbrella of God's grace and mercy, and you take it upon your own self to be your own judge, juror, and executioner. God is the one. The Bible says that God will avenge his children speedily. See, God says the battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. But see, when you step up underneath the umbrella, you've disrespected and disregarded all the things that God's trying to put in you, and you decided to make the war your own. And when you do that, God said, fine, I'm not going to make you get back in line. If you think you can win this war, I'm going to lift my hands of security off of you, America. And I'm going to let you experience what you think you can do on your own. I told you earlier, I believe that faith is allowing God to come into your situation to do for you what you can't do for yourself. But at that point, when you get into your flesh, when you get into me, that's the old me. Hello, Holy Ghost. You've heard me say it. Don't think I've forgotten the word because I haven't. And we'll use them. But I can't do that. I can't keep doing that. I got to let God lead me. Romans 8 and 14. He's got to lead me away from saying stuff that ain't what God would say. He's got to lead me away from always getting mad at you. That's why I'm striving, especially during the pandemic with the mask on. I'm trying to let my eyes just look. My eyes trying to tell you without me saying something. You are non factor to me right now. I've got to let it be that you're not affected to the point that you will get me out of my spiritual character is what I'm trying to say. In this regard, let me move on. I'm getting time and getting ready to close out now. He says, when you start to lay apart these things, and let me go to verses 21 and 22, and then we'll close. Verses 21 and 22 says this, for a man's anger, 20, for a man's anger does not promote the righteousness of God. Verse 21, 22 says it this way in the Amplified. So get rid of all uncleanness and a rampant outgrowth of wickedness. And in a humble, gentle, modest spirit, receive and welcome the word, which is implanted and rooted in your hearts, contains the power to save your souls. But be doers of the word, obey the message and not merely listeners to it, betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. What does that mean, in closing this morning? When you stop getting mad at everything and everybody, when you start listening more and talking less when you realize that God ain't putting all this on you to destroy your life when you understand that you have to learn to endure all trickery from the devil you've got to remember those that's riding with you maybe not be your friend just getting a ride you got to remember not everybody in your life was meant to stay in the in the part in, in a part of your life for the rest of your life when you can remember some people are just passing through you've got to remember sometime when you get up and go to work you're not going to work to make friends and buddies. You're going to work to do a job, but the Bible says that a laborer is worthy of his hire. When you believe that God has ordained you to do what you're doing, don't be discouraged. Don't be mocking God because what God is doing, God know where you are right now, where you are, God is. Haven't you not heard me say that there is not a spot where God is not. Wherever you are God is. You think right now that you're left all alone because you're the only one doing what you do. God's allowing it to happen to show you that he's built you bigger. He's built you better. He's made you capable to handle more than you thought you could in your humanness. Why? Because when you walk by faith and not by sight, you see what? God in the midst of your situation and you quit seeing the people that you think that's failing you. You've got to realize that you what? So how above the crow and you saw with God. In other words when you let temptation get over on you, you will stay at the water cooler with the whiners and I told you child of God in the army of the living God. God's making winners not whiners. When you're in the army of the living God you will find he is the one who is your bridge over troubled water. When you find that you're walking with God you can say though the world will try to slay me. I ask am a spiritual Job. You can keep on coming, but I shall never know defeat. When you realize something, though the loved ones in this pandemic, and I ain't forgot, we're still in the midst of the pandemic. Those that have died in the Lord, the Bible says that the angels rejoice when they went on up to be with the Lord. But you, my friend, if you left behind, you were left behind for a reason. You were left behind to do what? You've got a God to glorify and a message to carry. You have the M's in life. You you have a message, you have a master and you've got a mission, amen when you realize that God has got a mission in you to be a mentor to your grandchildren you still got a purpose to live down here and you what, you will say for God I'll live and for God I'll die, you've got to realize I will not let temptation overtake me, I won't be just a listener I'll become a doer, amen somebody, I closed this morning and God help me, I hope I've helped somebody along the way. Here's what he said: in this when you want to get the crown of life in God, you've got to what let go and let God. When we learn to let go and let God, I can see my spiritual wings begin to expand now. If you knew the vernacular of an eagle, if you knew how sharp his eyes was, he can see his prey from hundreds and hundreds of feet in the air. He expands his six feet wingspan. He begins to soar up with the wind. He settles up there in the High places with God, and when you allow God to get you above your temptation, when you allow God to get you up above people, when you allow God to take you over the bridge of trouble water, when you allow God to be what, he's your bread in a holy land. When you allow God to be what? He's better than scotch tape. You may can't see him, but you know that he's there. As the old songwriters would say, he's better than coke, he is the real thing. When you realize he's what? He's better than Campbell's soup. He's better than finger licking good. Amen, somebody. I want to close this morning by saying this. If you let go and let God, you will find that God is the one who is big and above. He will do abundantly above all that you can ask or think. When you find that God is on the throne, you will find that the earth is his. Amen. When you believe that God owns everything, you will find that God will give you the kind of joy that your old granddaddy and grandmama would say. It's a joy that the world can't give and it's a joy that the world can't take away. I close this morning by telling somebody I believe that God is on the throne. I close this morning by telling somebody he's the kind of God that will do way above more than you can ask or think. He's the kind of God that will give you peace in the midst of your storm. He's the kind of God that will give you joy in a turbulent world. He's the kind of God that will give you peace in your situation. He's the kind of God that will give you the kind of, of stableness that you need. As we close this morning, we believe that it's a joy that God can give you. And it's a joy that the world will never be able to take away. So I pray in this Triple C podcast, that you come forth and believe that God is able to do above all that you can ask or think, and we're going to let the songwriter take us out as we get ready to close this podcast this morning. Don't Let temptation win. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we go out this morning, I pray that somebody in the speaking, teaching, and a little bit of preaching in the midst of this podcast be a blessing to somebody. I pray that we get a joy unspeakable. Until the next podcast, let the songwriters take us out. In the name of Jesus, we're going to have a little church going home. Until the next time, Tony, Triple C Podcast, signing off. Be a soldier, be a winner, not a whiner. Until next time, be blessed. (laughs)
1: We're <laughs> What's yes up?